welcome to another MLEX podcast. I'm James Panicki, MLEX's Australasian Managing Editor. I'm speaking to you from our offices in Melbourne. And what a time to be alive for reporters of shareholder activism, particularly those based here in the sunburnt country where the boardroom fight over how best to turn around one of the country's most iconic retailers, Maya, was this week marked by an unexpected plot twist. Maya's sales have been sliding of late and there are no major surprises there given that bricks and mortar retailers around the world are coming under increased pressure from online competition. But the company's poor performance has added steam to the campaign of billionaire investor Solomon Liu, who's been agitating for board change through a conglomerate, Premier Investments, since 2017. And up to this point, we're in shareholder activist 101 territory, nothing too surprising there. But then another investor shows up, spicing things up further, but not in a way that Solomon Liu would necessarily appreciate. Laurel Henning is an MLEX senior reporter. She's covering Asia-Pacific shareholder activism, and she's doing it from Sydney. Hello, Laurel. Hi, James. Now, walk me through these developments one step at a time. What triggered the most recent round of upheaval? Sure. So on the 12th of September, Maya published its results for its financial year ending July 28th, and they were not good. Those results showed a 3.2% drop in sales for the year from, in Australian dollars, 3.2 billion, uh, which is 2.3 billion US dollars, to 3.1 billion Australian. And gross profit had declined 2.9% from 1.2 billion Australian to 1.18 billion over the same period. The results, as you've mentioned, reignited criticism from Maya's activist shareholder, Solomon Liu. He's not your stereotypical activist shareholder because he heads up his own retail conglomerate. But in terms of the change for which he's agitating um, and the noise that he makes and has made for the last year, uh, I think we can definitely put him in the camp of an activist investor. So that conglomerate, Premier Investments, has held a 10.77% stake in Maya since March of 2017, a few months before he first started calling shots um, at Maya's board later that year in October. And holding that 10.77% stake makes uh, Premier Investments Maya's largest individual shareholder. Following the results um, of the 12th of September, Lou said sales are down, profits are down, service levels are down and dividends have ceased. He said the board's an absolute disgrace um, and he said he'd be pushing for a second vote against executive remuneration at this year's annual meeting. And that, if he got it, would be a second strike against the board in two years. Um, And under Australian corporate law, we have a two strikes rule here. Um, That means the whole board can be put to a shareholder vote if in two years in a row, shareholders vote against executive remuneration. Okay, now, so this is the type of language that we can all understand, you know, disgraceful behaviour on the part of the board, uh, things need to change, etc, etc. Lou is clearly uh, dissatisfied with the board's uh, performance. But following the results, a new shareholder appeared on the scene. And tell us a bit about that new shareholder. Who is and what is Wilson Asset Management? Wilson Asset Management as a group has been around uh, since 1997, founded by uh, Jeff Wilson. 
the fund has taken active roles in a lot of its investments in the past and even sp- has spoken favourably um, about a year ago of Elliott Management's activist campaign at BHP, where it's also a shareholder. Um, it's not necessarily always an activist investor, but if you talk about activist investment in Australia, it's definitely a name and a fund that comes up. And um, the fund says just on its own website that it's re- it, it takes a research-driven process um, focused on identifying undervalued growth companies. So that's a real buzzword for activist investors, undervalued growth companies. The group uh, rates companies with respect to management, earnings, growth potential, valuation and industry position and then it decides whether it will invest and then it's pushed to invest when it can identify and this is a very key word a catalyst or expects it can change the company's market valuation and that is what it feels happened with Maya back in July. So back in July not only did the fund start building its now 5.46% stake as it stands today But it did that when it spotted that catalyst for growth, as it saw it, which was a new CEO at the retailer. Well, walk me through that. Why would the appointment of a new CEO be seen as attractive to Wilson Asset Management? I think it really depends who the CEO is. And in the case that we're looking at here with Maya um, and with John King, he's the former CEO of a British department store chain. So again, we're looking at another department store chain. in the UK and it was called well it is called House of Fraser Um, much like Maya the chain's a household name um, in its country of origin and it's been running for more than 160 years and and Laurel for non-British listeners like me uh, describe House of Fraser is it is it upmarket Uh, what does it sell honestly I mean you're familiar with Maya as an Australian it's very very similar Um, I wouldn't say it's top of the range at all kind of mid-level and it would sell anything from um you know, dresses and shirts, various clothing to, um, I don't know, kitchenware as well and electronics. Yes, it will sounds very much like Maya in that case, yes. Very, very similar, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's not, don't think of Harrods or anything like that, but yeah, exactly as you would experience Maya, I would say the two are very similar. And sorry, I rudely interrupted you when you were talking about King and when he uh, took over the, uh, the top role at Maya. Yeah, so actually what I was just going to say was when he took over the reins at um, the retailer in the UK at House of Fraser, it wasn't doing so well. He was there for eight years and in that time um, he oversaw a handover or a sale to um, Chinese conglomerate Sandpower after which he stepped down. So he was really part of a very um, significant period of change at a household brand retailer department store in another country. So I think if you're looking for similarities and then thinking to invest on the back of that, I think that's really what you've got here. So does King necessarily need the same board to go about uh, turning around Meyer if that's what he has in mind? I mean, Lou hasn't criticised King so much as the board at Meyer. He obviously wants to see change. How does King uh, need to fit into that vision or does he need to at all? Sure, that's something that Solomon Liu was trying to be very clear about um, just this week, actually. So after Wilson Asset Management disclosed its stake, that was on Friday on the 14th of September, that 5.46% stake. And uh, they spoke out and said, Jeff Wilson said, look, you know, I don't really understand Solomon Liu's issues. For me, I'm very supportive of management. And just a few days later, Liu said, well, hold on, I think I've been misunderstood. I've always said the problem is with the board of Maya. So from his perspective, management's fine, the board need to go. However, 
Wilson Asset Management, and actually uh, I had a conversation with Jeff Wilson just yesterday, he believes that the two very much go hand in hand, especially when the CEO is so new. And to be fair, the board itself has only been in place for a year. So for him, he feels like it's all about stability. It's all about avoiding destabilization of the board, therefore of management, and as a result of avoiding destabilizing any customers and their customer base, which is obviously at this point in the retail industry, incredibly important to try and hold on as tightly to anyone that any of your clientele. And, and that obviously puts him on a collision course with Solomon Liu, who, um, who's, who's complaining about the stability. In a way, the stability of the board is, is the problem in the eyes of, of Solomon Liu, isn't it? Exactly. So having sought to clarify his stance earlier this week, Solomon Liu said, you know, I really call on Jeff Wilson to join me in fixing Maya. And I really think that at the end of all of this, in just a few days, less than a week um, since that state was disclosed publicly, um, I think the two are really at very opposite ends of the spectrum in terms terms of how they think Maya should be turned around. Yeah, I, I, I don't see any collaboration happening, put it this way, from the, the conversation I had with Jeff Wilson. Okay, so what's next? Where does this leave Lou in his battle with Maya? So I think he's still going to be very vocal ahead of Maya's um, annual meeting, which there hasn't been a date set for that yet. But I think he'll still be pushing for the board to be changed. Um, having said that, his support in that task is looking like it could be hard to find. Um, if, if Wilson Asset Management is very vocally supporting both board and company management, you've then got the second largest shareholder of the company behind Solomon Liu um, and ahead of Wilson Asset Management. That's IML. While they've been quite quiet over the last mm, six months to a year, let's say, they've always been supportive of the Maya board. So I think um, Lou is very critical of those who disagree with him. I think he'll carry on speaking out against the board and probably against anyone who supports the incumbent board. But I think his, his challenges are probably growing now. Laurel, boardroom clashes are always interesting for different reasons. This one is no exception. It's clearly shining a light on the inner workings of one of Australia's oldest retailers. We're very lucky to have you on the story, so let's uh, catch up again very soon. Absolutely. Laurel Henning, a senior reporter with MLEX, speaking to us from the LexisNexis offices in Sydney. And we'll have a link to Laurel's most recent article on the Maya saga at the MLEX podcast webpage. Uh, This article is titled Maya's Board... Comma, management should remain, Investor Wilson Asset Management says, and it's on the sunny side of the MLEX paywall, so even if you're not a subscriber to our services, you can still check it out. And while you're there, don't forget to listen to all of the witty and erudite podcasts from members of the MLEX team from around the globe. From me, James Panicki in Melbourne and Laurel Henning in Sydney, thank you very much for your company. We'll see you again soon. Bye for now. Bye for now.